Hey girls and gays. Hey girls, hey girls and gays. Hey girls and gays. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> but you were just going to go without me. You're like, I, I, honestly, I we was, lost one. I was driving this car from the passenger seat. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. Where we're closing the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. Yes, yes. Today we have such an exciting episode. As always. Are you even surprised though? I know. No, I'm so gassed. I say that every time, but today I'm really gassed. Yeah. Today we're discussing dysfunctional sex, pain thresholds, and gatekeeping of women's sexuality. Yes. but So this is all through the lens of vagina holders. Oh, yes, of people who have vaginas. Yeah. Assume it's a woman with an ex. While this is inclusive of all women, um, when we talk about women, it is even more specific to women with vaginas because we're talking about vaginismus. Vaginismus. So when we talk about dysfunctional sex, um, there's so many types of um, sexual dysfunction. We're talking about vaginismus specifically. Mm. We might not get to talk about all the things we've mentioned um, because it's just so much. But let's see where we get to, Nyak. Yeah. So before we start, I had a poll on my story and I want to know from Uniac if you go <laughs> on a blind date with someone mm-hmm. and it's a hot day mm-hmm. and a fly is not landing anywhere but on this person, <laughs> is that a pink flag? Because my options are pink or no flag, I say pink, but it's a red flag, honey. What you you escalated to red? I did escalate it to red after thinking about it. Why is um a creature that is conditioned to land on rotting matter, <laughs> i.e., dead bodies, dead rats, poo, yeah. um, biodegrading orange peels and things, landing on potential bow? Bow. Oh, as in B E A U. Obvi. I think red flag is strong. I think my you argument... You would still date a smelly nigger. Okay, but see, that's the thing. You've assumed they're smelly because a fly keeps landing on them specifically. Oh, <laughs> goodness, this is so personal. No, I just think... Well, how's it personal? Why are you taking it personally? I'm not taking it personally. I just think you've looked at one dimension. First of all, flies don't have that much cognitive activity. Uh, uh, like, this is not like an elephant keeps trying to st- step on bay. Then you know bay clearly was a, like... An ivory hunter before. Do you know what I mean? But if it's a fly, flies don't have that much intention. And so it is uncomfortable. Like, I'd give it a pink flag. I'd be put off. I'd put off and I'd expect them to make a comment. If they made a joke out of it, I would would ignore it. But if they didn't, then for me, that's now a pink flag. Or even a light red, like a a fuchsia kind of getting to red. Uh, You know, but I, I wouldn't want to go on another date. Would you go on another date? Only if they acknowledge that, wait, this fly is obsessed with Mukundo, me. no one is going to acknowledge that because you're the only awkward turtle in the room. Anyway. They're going to be like me with, with um, superiority feelings and they'll never, ever acknowledge. You really wouldn't wrong. acknowledge that a fly kept landing on your eyeball, your iris? I'd wave that shit away and continue as if nothing is wrong. Uh-uh. See, yeah, no. Then then I wouldn't go on another date. I don't think. It, dep- it, it totally depends. It's a red If flag. this bay has EU citizenship, can get me my papers... Has a job where, like, you know, yeah, then the points. I mean, up. fuck integrity, you know? Yeah. What, what did Fly the, integrity. What did the poll say? The poll said most people, two thirds said it's a pink flag. One third said that's nonsense. You know what? I, I'm with the, I'm with the, why do you, you and that one third, what's wrong with you? Why don't you love yourselves? Anyway, let's move on. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, voters. So <laughs> vaginismus. Isn't it nismus? Vaginismus. Vaginismus. Ah, vaginismus. Okay. (laughs) Vaginismus, y'all. So I've done a poll and apparently most of you who voted on Instagram don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. So let me educate. Um, I'm going to link a whole bunch of podcasts in the description box. If you don't suffer from vaginismus, if you don't know anyone that does, doesn't matter. This is still particularly um, relevant because it's about painful sex. It's about um, gatekeepers of pleasure because because it's all interlaced. Mm. And because vaginismus is a, word of the day, psychogenic illness. Mm. Psychogenic means an illness that um, has its foundations in emotional or mental stresses. Mm. So it's not like a, yeah, it's not physical, viral it's completely, um, I think the word is psychosomatic. No, no, no. 
Psycho. I'm not weighing in. Oh, here. Jesus. Do you mind Googling that as I talk? Psychosomatic. Thank you. I work so hard. I do like that word. So vaginismus is essentially when your muscles around your vagina uh, have extreme contraction when something is going to be inserted into it. That something can be a penis, that something can be fingers, that something can be um, going for a, a pap smear and having uh, medical instruments in or around your vagina. Can you have the psychosomatic? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so it is of a physical illness or other condition caused or aggravated by a mental factor such as internal conflict or stress. A bit oh, right. I, mm, yeah, because it's it's it comes from internal conflict or stress, and you said, is, but is, isn't it isn't it um spurred? Isn't it like it's fla- does it flare up or does is it caused by? The condition is caused by a mental oh, brilliant. factor. Yeah, psychosomatic. Yeah. Hee <laughs> hee. Wow. Where's my honorary medical degree? So it's um that extreme tensing up. There are levels to this. Mm. So if you're there's primary and secondary vaginismus primary is if you've never been able to have any kind of insertion um secondary is uh brought on by trauma surgery distress that later in life you've had you've been able to insert maybe tampons um other objects but now you're unable so it's completely Mm. psychogenic there has not been much research into when i say much comparatively much research Mm. we'll discuss this a bit later because this is a huge sexist problem now, I hope you guys could. Yeah, Mukunda didn't believe me. These fucking flies. And she says that We've they have no fly. cognitive behavior. Funny flies will plan when and how to They don't know what you're you. talking about. They can't hear the fly. No. Y'all can't hear the... There's a fly in the room and it's circling our heads. Should we leave it And then? I've just showered. Okay. So who is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> okay, so... Vaginismus has varying degrees. I heard one person um, refer to it in four stages. Again, I literally Googled four stages, vaginismus, nothing came up. So it just shows the lack of lack of hits this is getting or um, lack of research because I can't even get like a basic, really basic surface level fact verified. But mm-hmm. one woman who suffers says it's in four stages um, from like really mild to really severe. Now, how you can... Essentially, some people can't, some people can't get a penis inside of them. Some people can't get two fingers. Some people can't get a tampon. Others can't even get a Q-tip, right? So it's such a varying degree. And it's hard to diagnose, not because the symptoms are, are confusing. They're very obvious if it's difficult to insert something, but more it's the way we have, it's the discourse around women and pain. It's a discourse around um, tightness and that being an attractive quality to have in a woman. It's the discourse around, or not discourse, but the belief that we've internalized that we are just cum receptacles. So it doesn't matter if you have pain. It doesn't matter if a man's pleasure comes at the expense of you and, and your pleasure. And that's what it is. So I think we often see this even with female, the equivalent to female Viagra or any basically, um, any medication that deals with female arousal in the states from what i understand and i will fact check this but there's only one there um, is only one i fact checked oh did you yeah oh thank you it's called advi advi mm. and we'll discuss that later and put the interview of the mm. ceo in our description box because it's mm. incredible but that i mean there is there's no coincidence that there are how many types of viagra or male um the research into kind of men being aroused and being able to perform but when it comes to women uh, that's just, there's just no research. Hmm. Um, and again, I just want to make a link. I don't know if you're going to talk about this, Nyaki, but that when we talk about psychogenic with female arousal, so what this Advi does, from hmm. what I understand, Nyaki, please correct me. Okay, I just looked up the name of oh. the one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I gave you an honorary degree for this. And you're like, uh-uh. Wait, no. So what it does is a lot of women, and and me included, have difficulty switching off during sex. So when you are aroused and you're about to have sex, you are supposed to develop tunnel vision. Everything's supposed to shut out. Um, Your grocery Mm. list, uh, you know, what you're going to make tomorrow, um, a a task at work, you're supposed to have tunnel vision. I don't have that. I've I've very rarely experienced that. And the one time Mm. I did, I'll discuss that later. But um, I've never, and I didn't know that was abnormal. I'm always making lists. I'm always planning and thinking ahead mm. and strategizing while I have sex. So this 
from what I understand, this this drug helps women with that factor, with um, like a holistic approach to sex, to wanting a wanting to have sex mm. and b um developing that like yeah the tunnel vision needed to actually hone in zone in and enjoy mm. so it's incredible that there's only one and that goes with vaginismus like it's clearly not a concern no one's looking into it um a lot of women who when they went to talk to their doctors were told to just like drink a cup of wine um relax you just need to chill you just need to chill and yes in the literal sense the muscles of the vagina need to not be tense yes but um it's not enough to, it's very dismissive to say exactly. have a glass of wine. You can't just chill. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to discuss with you, Nyaki, mm. Um, Have you ever had painful sex? Twice. Ooh, okay. Tell the, us. the one was losing my virginity. Um, and the other was another time. But it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, hmm, I think I want to keep that to myself. Okay. But no, so n- not nothing to count or... Yeah, sex for me isn't painful, basically. Okay, all right. Yeah. Did you, were you taught that the first time you had sex, penetrative sex was going to be painful? Yeah, I was taught that it was going to be painful and that I was going to bleed. So I was expecting a lot of blood. Was there? Oh, no, there was none. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, because I, I'm only recently learning that the your first time having penetrative sex if you have a vagina mm. doesn't necessarily have to be painful. That is wild. Like, I didn't know that was that could be. Right? Mm. I'm just learning this now. After a lot of research, just learning that. So one of these doctors was saying, well, many doctors say this, but this one was saying that, again, like, context is removed. So that first, having sex for the first time, if you have a vagina, it's painful because you're probably tensed and um, you might not be be wet enough you Mm -hmm. might not be using lubrication and that the person having sex with you might be inexperienced and so go in at an 8 out of 10 and just start hammer jacking because he's 15 and he's watched porn or you know he's for whatever reason wow were you in the room (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um that was i really wish i knew that Mm. um and it's really interesting how sex education that that's again that's okay like the fact that yeah you will bleed you will be in excruciating pain that that's just acceptable that mm. like women we've accepted womanhood as just like pain and that's hand in hand mm. Mm. kills me yeah so did you answer that for you though so like is sex for you painful yeah it is mm. it is and this is something i mean i didn't think anything was wrong but sex is, I can count on my like one hand the time sex hasn't. And when I say sex, I don't mean sexual partners, but like even the times we've had sex have mm. not been painful. So wow. yeah, sex is not just standard is painful. Then there are levels of pain. And then the, there have been times I haven't had pain. Um, and I've really tried to note what were the circumstances around that. Mm. Um, but I just figured honestly from what I knew about sex and also from porn mm. that sex is always verging on the painful or uncomfortable or like good, but also distressing. Like it's pain and pleasure, like always wrapped in one. And then when I started hearing from women that it wasn't so, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like mm. how, how can you be on top and it's not smashing your cervix mm. to smithereens and that's uncomfortable, like painful. How all these questions, like I just didn't know. So that's been really, that's been really interesting. And Mm. I've only been able to reflect now that I've been celibate for a year. This is all of 2019 Mm. that I've really been able to think about like, why why have sex if it's painful? Does sex have to be painful? Why have I been having painful sex? And why have I thought that if I just have more sex, it'll become less painful? Because that's what I was also told. Mm. Like when I, before I'd had sex is that you get used, like it, the more sex you have, it like becomes comfortable, your body accommodates. And I'm sure it does for some, but I don't know. I think it's been the case for me, but just so gradually, which has been, yeah. Mm. I just didn't know that was an issue. I just thought everyone was like this. Even though, you know, what you just said now, the more sex you have, your body accommodates. Um, So I was doing research on, I guess, what I think would be the opposite of vaginismus. And they were basically saying that the frequency of sexual um, interactions doesn't affect the elasticity or the width or whatever it is of your vagina. So mm-hmm. that doesn't actually make more room to accept a penis as having more sex. So no, actually. So I think it would apply as well, maybe. 
And oh no, but you did say it's psychosomatic. Never mind then. Interesting. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I agree. And, and I know that's mm. science. I do think there's something to say for, however, I know our bodies do change at certain yeah. ages, like, which is why we have different sizes of moon cups. Right. So I think that's something mm. to be said. But also I think, I think um, there is a level of comfort your body has and probably mentally as well you mm. have towards um, the stimuli of like mm. things around and inside of your vagina that affect yeah. how it responds. Yeah. And that's another thing they were talking about is that with vaginismus, essentially and with with whatever if you have a pelvic floor condition or if you just have you tense up during sex your body gets trained to respond to stimuli in a certain way so let's say you've had trauma you've been sexually abused um and you tensed up every time you were abused your body knows that with it takes all these cues um and mind you mental and physical are sometimes um can be disconnected so Mm. you can be wet and not be aroused that's a physical response so your body takes all these cues and says okay it's time we know what time it is Mm. um this is the response which is going to be to tighten up Mm. and so i think that was an interesting discussion because one of the women who had vaginismus said her catholic upbringing meant um that she knew that sex is kind of a bad thing and it had to have these really specific circumstances for it to be allowed wow. and so she thinks that's where it came from is that she's very tense her body's tense because she just learned over and over again no sex no sex no sex and so mm-hmm. her body contracted um and so i think it's just worth us thinking about like the triggers and where any kind of sexual dysfunction may have started or like ideas about sex right. cuz i know i heavily internalized the idea of being a virgin until marriage and that that was where my value was like i'm saving myself for a person yeah um how long do you think you held on to that i mean and probably even post-sex so like could you oh gosh post-sex yeah Mm. that too it was interesting i think i had sex in uni nine nine nineteen or twenty one second year anyway second year of uni i think that was 21 right um so up until then Mm. and i'd been think i had known about sex definitely since i was three and I thought about sex, like, actually with intent from a young, maybe from eight or nine. Mm. So that's how many years? That's maybe two decades. Mm. No, just under. So that's a long time. Mm. And so um, part of the treatment for this, there are a whole bunch of things you can do. So some folks, uh, you go to your doctor or you go to a therapist. Mm. Um some folks go see a pelvic floor physiotherapist who then maps out your pelvic floor, tells you um, what's up, what it looks like and what you can do. That often is uh, reverse Kegels. Do you know what those are? I have no idea. Reverse Kegels. So it is just a reverse of a Kegel. And it's so it's not about contracting, but it's about releasing. Mm. Um, I found a lot of strange information online. I think a lot of it's still very Cosmo-esque and like about low-key centering male pleasure like how to be tighter so he has a good time um so just be mindful the easiest way it was described on one of the podcasts i'll link is just when you exhale you release your kegels when you inhale they tighten and you'll feel this more when you lie down if you sat up straight the way your like postures the way your tilt of your pelvis is it might be hard but when you lie down you feel it entirely so at the same whatever you whatever kind of breathing you were going to do to release your anus is the exact same. Like to, to stop tensing your anus is the exact mm. same that would affect your vagina muscles. Right. So really? That's awesome. Yeah. So it's easier if you lie down. Like now it's a hard oh, position. Okay. Okay. It's a hard There's a slight difference, but I can see it like 90% gets there. Okay. I think. And also, um, and you can isolate when you, they, you can train yourself to tense your, to release your, relax your anus and not your, your vagina muscles too. Right, right, right. Um, for pros, and there's another one that's excellent. Oh, try to imagine you're pushing something out of your vagina. Like, I don't know, uh, feeding paper out of like a, yeah. a fax or something. That also works. Or something nice and soft, like a water balloon. Like a water balloon or money. Oh. And then... <laughs> Um, Ah, dilators as well people use dilators so those look like penises penis they're phallic shaped rather and then they come in a whole bunch of sizes so some people do start as small as a q-tip others start bigger Mm. Um, and then cognitive behavioral therapy so I think what I'm gonna do because I don't know hmm another thing about vaginismus is it psycho somatic genic genic got you got me got me um which means that it's not that it's not like a like an illness where you either have it or you don't 
or you get it and then you can't ever ha- not have it again. Um, I think you can move in and out of that space. And so, but we don't know again because the research, well, rather I didn't look, I didn't look past Google page one. And really if something's well researched, it should be on Google page one. Mm. So I didn't look. But for myself, I was, I have been confused. Like, do I have vaginismus? Don't I? Mm. And I think that's less of the question. It's more, what do I experience? And then what's, what kind of like help can I seek? So I'll probably go see um, a cognitive behavioral therapist just to discuss, is it normal that like eight out of 10 times I have sex, it's uncomfortable? Um, these are all the things, these are like, this is the list of all the circumstances. You tell me like what's going on. Right. So I feel like it's so much less for me um, about the diagnosis um, as much as look at the symptoms and like get treatment for that because I think we can get so fixated on labels and like which where do you stand where do you fall mm. um, and I think they are I think diagnoses are really helpful for loads of people but I just don't find them for me mm. like I don't think I think if anything it, it makes me over identify rather Definitely. than just get on with it as something I'm experiencing rather than something I am yeah um, that was very profound by the way thank you as always standard mm. standard so have you ever, I was thinking about that. Okay. So my more common than not, and this is changing now because I'm, I've leveled up more often than not. I've had, I had sex with people who I was either unattracted to all the way down to being repulsed by <laughs> people. I didn't find interesting or sexy or appealing. Mm. I definitely, um, we just didn't have enough foreplay, but there was this like discomfort of, First of all, there was no attention paid to me, but I also mm. didn't know how to receive that. Like mm. 20 minutes on me, isn't that supposed to be all dick? Mm. Um, have you ever seen porn where it's it's 11 minutes and then eight eight of those minutes is just dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like giving him head or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Phenomenal, hey? I actually don't last that long during porn. <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't watch like to? the feature films. So I just watch GIFs. My, my porn oh. is GIFs. <laughs> that like, because... Cause then all I, I just need a suggestion and then I can go I can go in my own direction. Gifts. Gifts. Are you yeah. a psycho? Mukundra, what do you need an eleven minute shit show for? Oh, the fly landed on me. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so gifts. So it's just and is it a smooth gift where it's like it does have a jagged edge where it clearly loops, or is it like nice and smooth? Oh honey, I'll take anything. Really? Yeah. So what are your faves? Are you comfortable? Oh, talking about my faves? Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say all sorts, like kind of every combo. Well, what do you mean? Everything. Give us two examples. Are you shy? I'm, I am shy. Yeah, shy. Okay, no, 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 that's cool. Um, no, I go for the future films. I need all my porn is 40 minutes and more. At worst, 30. Well, okay, and <laughs> that's at why what Steve, point do you engage a, with it? Like, what the hell? So if you start, if I start searching for porn at 10.30, I find the right video at 11.15, midnight. Well, I've well, gotten, just gotten to the part I like. Midnight 30, I'm sleeping. Like... And at what point do you actually like, when do you actually then masturbate? Like masturbate. It is masturbate. Masturbate. You say masturbate and it's like. Both are terrible for accents. No, honestly, both are horrendous. Don't you think masturbate and masturbate don't sound good on us? But wank just sounds silly. Wank, I'll use that. So when do I wank? I think it totally depends what my mood is. Like sometimes I really like throat fucking. Other times, which is like a new thing. I've never liked. um, Wait, so that's different from a blowjob? Oh yeah. Okay, maybe we. Don't need... fucking is aggressive. Oh right. Okay. It's very. It's just a matter. So often you they hold your skull. Your skull. Oh god, it's like just describing it. I'm so sick. They hold your skull and just like pam it. Um. And then all this. I think when you hit the back of the throat, all like the digestive saliva just comes out. It's very messy. Um. Does the does the person receiving vomit? receiving no no the person doing oh receiving the the penis the penis sometimes and that's part of the i i don't watch the the vomit it it honestly depends on my mood like sometimes i want some extreme drama and other times i just want I like even know the categories. vanilla really God, yeah i didn't know throat fucking was a category it's not a category but it's a it's a phenomenon but you can type it in yes you definitely can yeah yeah and it's yeah i think we should have an episode on porn i just i wouldn't yeah. be with you because you don't watch it so no, i don't really well, I, I can talk about my gifts no sorry Do darling <laughs> you're not going to talk about gifts for an hour We're i really have don't have think someone you, should, else on there. you should not porn shame i'm not even being funny but you shouldn't porn shame and i'm, I'm going to be part- yeah i get everything out of my gifts i'll explain all of that in the porn episode if you'll have me oh she sips on her acid water 
Um, and finally, mm. wetness. So I've also been having sex when I wasn't wet enough. Yeah. Now, I think wetness is an interesting one because wetness and lube. Let me just write that down. Wetness is an interesting one because I feel that I have a feeling I'm wetter than most people. So I think women might be, a lot of folks are from one to six and like six is heavy ass for them. But I start on a six and I go up to, let's say, a 20. So if a man who's had sex with other people is having sex with me, when I'm at a seven, they're like, damn, she's she she's ready. And actually I'm like, no, I have like a whole bunch of levels to still go to. Yeah. But I didn't know that myself. And so I'll have sex and I am wet, but not wet enough. And then also dilated because like my vagina, even though I'm wet, that's a physical response. Mm. My vagina is not dilated. I'm not relaxed. Mm. Um, and I just never knew about all that stuff. And I think for some people, like for you, Nyak, I can tell... Nyak's eyes are... Nyak's never experiences a day in her life. What, being wet? No, no, not being wet. Like having to... Basically staggering these staggered layers of arousal. (laughs) For Nyak, in seven minutes, it all like in one go happens and she's like ready. She's ready for war. I've got on my riding boots, bitch. Yeah, she's got on her riding boots, her knee guards. She's ready to ride into oblivion. Do you know what it is though? I think it's because I'm literally the opposite of you. Like I... I'm so hell-bent on finding a penis that's big enough because like oh. almost like normal anything that's normal and smaller is just too small. It's and then I have I don't feel anything. What's the feeling? How do you know when something's too small? Like what's the sensation? I feel almost nothing. Like it's just it's just like like ramming but but like pounding. It's just like that. gentle pounding over and over again and nothing is happening. There's no friction. There's no it's just boring. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. But but then, because I'm such a sport, like, I enjoy the activity. <laughs> I'm sick. Sporty girls are so annoying. So are you the type who's given... Are you the type who um, explodes her knees and Achilles heels riding? Bitch. I'm the type that stretches that shit out first. Ain't nothing exploding in here. I'm not even joking. Do you stretch out your... Do you stretch No, I don't. Achilles but I, my whole heels. life I prepare. Like, I'm always stretching. You know me at yeah. home. Next, prepare... Wow. Okay. Wait. When did we actually, have sex? Also, oftentimes during sex, I'll be like, I wonder if he's so impressed at this specific stretch I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. always like, but, yeah, that's great for you. Oh, you're so sweet. That's no, it really is. I like just gonna call me the in. fact that you love to perform, that you love sex, you love active sex, you love to perform. Yeah, really goes in like in hand with the way we view how pornography has made its way into real sex lives. And so you actually perform like a porn star um, and then that benefits you. Oh yeah. I, I know what you, I know what you mean. It benefits, but it also doesn't because um, when I'm, when the, when the mood or when I'm feeling aligned with performance, that's great. But when I don't, then it's not so good because um, then I can't draw it back or I don't know how to ask for what I want or um, because also because foreplay Foreplay doesn't, um, what you would call it? It doesn't prepare me to receive a penis of any girth because like it can fit. Like I just know it's going to fit. Okay. So I often just skip past that. And because for me, it was, that was still my framework that foreplay isn't able to, uh, sorry, foreplay is in order to enable the penis to fit into the vagina. But I knew it was going to fit anyway. So I was like, well, there's no fucking point in doing foreplay. Not knowing mm-hmm. I was skipping right past the only part that would bring me pleasure um, or orgasmic pleasure as opposed to just like the fun of like bouncing up and down and flipping over and giggling with someone would you have sex or would you yeah would you have sex with one of those dildos you you slap onto the wall and it like suctions like suction dildo oh my that sounds amazing Kunda, where'd you get all your information (laughs) where are you I'm right next you door. Are. You've left me under a rock next door. Yeah. Fucking traitor. You can, so you'd be open to it? Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. I'd need to be in like a cupboard or something so that I can like really push against the wall. Yeah. See, I've already adapted. It can be ca- dangerous. What? Why? Um, you can fall. It can just be dangerous. So, okay, this one woman was having sex with a suction cup in the bathroom and she heard a sound and she got a scare and her muscles tensed and it, it propelled her off the... the Suction cup? Dick, yeah. And she just flew forward. But her head could have gone through the glass or something, so... I'm impressed with her muscles. 
Yeah, yeah, good for her. Mm. So when it feels so, the sensation of um an adequately sized penis is it like mm. is it full? Does it feel like your flesh is being touched by other flesh? Like there's friction. Yes, but also yes, fr- yes, friction for sure. Around, I really should have looked up the vaginal anatomy. So around like the outside. Yeah. And then I can also feel it on the inside, like going all the way in, like to the back or whatever. Is it crazy? I just wanted to quickly side. I asked people today if they would be able to sculpt a vulva out of clay. Never. And people are like, yes, no. And I'm actually so, I can't believe. I can't believe it. I don't know. What the hell? But I'll draw a penis for you. Quick. I literally quick. don't know. The, oh, this is bad. I, it's very bad. But is it bad? I don't know the names, but I know what part to touch to give me pleasure. But so I'm not a full clown, actually. You know what parts to touch, but you know what they're not even, not called, but you know what they like, what they look like or how they differentiate from the other, like, is it one big part? Is it, mm. you know what I mean? Okay. At least I'm less of a clown than you, which at least Fuck. is something because <laughs> I also look You at can't <laughs> compare yourself to the bottom of the barrel, bitch. You're still in the bottom of the barrel. I look at my vagina. There's so much, so I just have to write this down. There's okay. so much to discuss the size. How are you not drinking water? Do you look at your vagina? Never. I have before. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so quickly. I have before, but okay, I'll be honest. It scares me. And you know what's so funny about that? My friend once told me that I'm actually, that I'm repulsed by my, like, by my vagina. Because every time I would have my period, every time I would have my period, she noted that I was almost disgusted by it. Like you couldn't either touch me, you couldn't sleep with me in the same bed. Like I didn't want to sleep with um other because we were, we were kids, or rather like university. You know, young young, you share a single bed mm-hmm. when you go to sleep over. But I didn't want for their sake. I didn't want to sleep with them. You know what I mean? Like I really treated myself as if I was dirty. And so when she told me, I was quite shocked. So yes, yeah. No, I really need to get acquainted with my vagina and my sexuality. To be that is, I understand that. I do feel like that's really common. I mean, if we really think about it. Let's all cast our minds back to how many vaginas we've seen, like actually on screen in different settings. So not in nyak weight, which is bursting, <laughs> not like medicalized or sexualized in porn, but on screen. Like we've seen more dicks and more male bush on TV in all those funny, you know, those like stupid movies, like about jackass and all, all sorts. Mm-hmm. Then we have vaginas. And I think it's important for us to note that um, we can also talk about honestly the racialization mm. ooh, of womanhood mm-hmm. and how if if we've seen vaginas, most likely they're white women's vaginas, not down the spectrum of brown, really That's dark, so different kinds of vulvas. Um, so when I looked at mine for the first time, I was so surprised that it wasn't bright pink. I was like, what? Really? Yeah, like, it, not so surprised, but I think maybe that's what repulsed me. Like, it's not that bright pink vagina that's yeah. a, a white woman's vagina. I, yeah. I think it's a white woman's Absolutely. Vagina. And I looked at mine, I've been looking at mine this week and last week. Oh, but I wanted to answer. So oh, how yes. many vaginas have we seen? How many? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Paid a hundred percent. Yeah, zero. And that's what... <laughs> I just think, wow, it's, that's tragic. I just feel like how many times like boys and men or people with penises often see other penises. Yeah. Um, also looking at vaginas is, or from my experience is um, construed as vulgar. Whereas yeah. like, looking at penis, I it's don't know, funny. It's, like, it's a game. It is. Ah, it look is. at yours. Ah, look at mine. When's the last time your friend spread her lips and was like, hee hee, look at mine. Hee hee, look at <laughs> Like in a locker room in Virgin Active <laughs> at Planet Fitness. Uh, it doesn't happen. And then when doesn't. women walk around naked in, in changing yeah. rooms, people, it's interesting when like nakedness is considered as um, obtrusive, intrusive, uh, a show off if you're a nudist. Like, oh gosh, she thinks so much of herself or she's, mm. she's old and crazy. That's why she's where, naked. Where have you experienced that? I've heard, like, I've heard people discuss this. I've seen noted in changing rooms, like... In the UK? When I, where I heard this, it wasn't the UK. But um, where I've seen this is changing rooms in certain countries mm. I've been in, where women are quite... Some women are, like, quite conservative mm. and seem visibly, discu- like, uncomfortable by other women being naked. Um, And I think also, like, I lived... So when I was... Um, I have a bunch of friends who are just really chill about that stuff. And and it just reminded me, I'm I'm really conscious of where my eyes go because mm. female bodies are so interesting. Removed from like the 
how we sexualize them. They're curious, right? Mm. Like, wow, how nice are nipples? How nice are boobs? Look at the way they sit. Look at the way they hang. But that, I feel like women, we're so used to being looked at with a sexual gaze mm. between sexual and predatory that I I do feel like being caught looking at women and them feeling uncomfortable. And it's mm. not that they do or will, but it's a fear I have, especially because I'm queer and being from like a child feeling like I don't want to be found out. And if I look, they'll know. And mm. so it's complicated because I just don't know how much am I just curious versus objectifying versus making someone uncomfortable. Um, and that's like a really complicated thing for me mm. because I would say more people look at me when I'm or whatever, look at my bits and I look at this, like more friends will come and touch my boob and be like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at that. than I do for this because I'm so conscious of not wanting to be seen as like, yeah, like advancing. Mm. But again, I think that's from like girls' school and just really being conscious. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be mm. like strung up and burnt. <laughs> um, we were talking about. Oh, I asked that question because in my experience in locker rooms in South Africa, is it's the one pl- like women are just open and walk around and mamas and everyone is just naked. Yeah, and yeah, I like that here. It's so nice here. I have found that here. I am comfortable. I wouldn't do it in England or anywhere <clears throat> like a white space. Mm. Not really, because I just don't feel the same camaraderie. It is so nice. Yeah. I am. I am mindful. I think you have to be this locker room etiquette now. You can't yeah, really like, like, I don't look think you too can much. Stay, stay, yeah. 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 So have you seen a black vagina? A black woman's vagina? Yeah. Where? Who's? Me. One night <laughs> only. One time. Okay. Have you seen, outside of yours, outside of mine, outside of mum's, have you seen a black <laughs> no, vagina? No, you've taken all my options, man. No. Have I, have I? Not really. Maybe like one. Honestly, like maybe once. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you? Um, I've <laughs> kind of, I've tried. I do have, I've noticed that porn's made me, I have like internalized, I like my vagina. And I'm also quite interested in like, just seeing the like degree of um, the gradient and color as well. Mm. So my belly will be what? I don't know. Like a caramel. caramel. And then going down, it's more of a... Caramel. No, no, no. It gets darker. It's darker anyway. Coffee? All my my little my bits are Mocha. dark. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Coffee. Mm-hmm. Like it, it turns into coffee, which is really nice. Like mm-hmm. I like that, and I'm so curious as well. I think we'll do an episode on anal bleaching. Like I'm very curious at why Jesus. someone would want everything to be the same color. Um, maybe saying it's anti-black might be a reach, but I do. Do you think that it's a reach? Yeah, it's absolutely not a reach. It's a hundred percent, hundred. Okay, we'll have a conversation. Think? I think it's a hundred percent anti-black. Yeah, because without the white people, what are we bleaching for? Who are we? What are we aspiring to? Trying to make it all even toned. <laughs> okay. What color is a white butthole anyway? Pink. A bit more gray. I think it's gray. This is why we need um, the listeners to find Mukundwa, her Nordic king, so that we don't have to speculate about these things anymore. I'll eat the right person's ass. Mm. Like the right person. What's funny? I don't sh- don't don't shame me. What's funny? I, I, Mukunda. Would you not eat the right person's ass? I've told you about ass eating, like I have a lot of things. If I can't even look at my own vagina, you want me to start now thinking okay, about licking someone's poo hole. Close your eyes. Think of Channing Tatum in his prime. Mukunda, Channing Tatum's sweaty butt. No, not sweaty, no no no. So he's just he's he's just done CrossFit, come home, showered. Made a smoothie and you a smoothies in the morning. Mukundwa, do you know how no. quickly poo leaves you when you have a smoothie? What the fuck? <laughs> I'd eat everything but the butt. I think ass. I need to get there. Yeah. I wish you could like do rimming with like a wet finger. Maybe you can. Just don't. Honestly, if you're not if you're not comfortable, honestly, don't do it. It's because it's probably traumatic. Look, it will taste like I'm very sure it'll all taste like poo. And if oh but what's God. nice about it is you get over it so quickly. Like, oh, this tastes like poo, but and poo is just poo. Like it tastes not how it poo. smells. Your poo tastes how everyone's poo smells. Like when I smell my own poo, when I go to a public toilets, it was all just poo. And it's it's. I mean, it's not okay. that bad. What? Okay. When I was a kid, I asked my mom, "Why can't we just drink up here and eat our poo?" And like, did it you comes ask her out that? Of, I did. I was like, oh. if it comes out of my body. Why can't we just put it back in? And mom said, because. That's the waste that the body repels because it cannot be in the body anymore. 
And you want me to munch? I'm not saying make poo. I'm not saying make gato out of feces, bitch. Even if it's Channing Tatum. Yeah, I'm not saying make lasagna out of fecal matter. I'm saying. And I know everyone. I'm saying. I just think when you when you think something's so bad, you often get then you're like, oh, like, it's not. Like it's sure it's bad, it's shit, but it's just shit okay. also. So will eating ass be nice for me purely because I'm giving my partner Pleasurable. pleasure. And maybe a dominance thing. Like imagine like Channing Tatum just letting all ninety eight kilograms just relax oh! on your face. Oh look, you're getting hot <laughs> You are getting hot and bothered by this. But look, well you keep saying Channing Tatum. Yeah. And then afterwards we'll do a hip hop class together. <laughs> what about a man? How would you feel if have you ever gone down on a man? Oh, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. <laughs> I've once gone down on someone and he pushed my head back up. <gasps> it's okay. Because your head was trash. <laughs> so bad. Oh, wow. We love an assertive man. He said, forget about it, Danny. <laughs> I said, no, it's okay. It's okay. Save That's what yourself. he said to me. No, it's okay. <laughs> that happened to me too, hey? I was so grateful. A relatable mm. one of mine was like it's okay you know you can you can stop all that now are you serious but yeah. i thought you in were england i am good but i was very drunk it was my first time and it was actually a micro penis but my teeth i have big teeth they just couldn't stop um biting <laughs> well not biting I'd, I'd go to the base and then i'd close my mouth and come up again so it was <laughs> pulling off the first it was giving him a um what is that thing called exfoliating <laughs> And because her teeth have ridges. You know those yeah. nice teeth with the bumps, not those straightened ones. Yeah. So His sperm really... tasted very nice. Nice. Or, or rather, it tasted exactly... It was just like... It tasted like va- vag- vaginal? Vaginal fluid. And usually, the next sperm I tasted tasted like um, when you spray perfume in your mouth. Like, just very chemical. Oh. That mixed with maybe asparagus. Maybe maybe if you gave head to a vegan. No, this this guy ate all sorts Kebab, every, lamb kebab, shish kebab, every kebab, every with burger oh, sauce man. and salad cream. Once he ate, I went to his house and he want he he carbo loaded before we had sex. And Ooh. what he made, he took a roti. Ah, oh, it's disgusting. He put hummus on it. That's already that's good. And then put like cheese and tuna and ate that. Okay, now I don't know why that disgusts me so much. It actually sounds quite normal. But then he didn't brush after. After eating, tu- he didn't respect you. After eating tuna, or maybe he did. It didn't. He didn't taste funny. But maybe he also just wasn't aware. Because like I don't brush my teeth. You didn't brush before this podcast. Yeah, I was going to tell you. You didn't brush before this podcast. And it's not I because I don't you. respect you. It's I've because... stopped breathing through my nose. Mukunda, <laughs> you have such problems. You're so rude. Just tell me. I just thought I'll just rather not breathe. Like if you if you cannot think to brush, I'll just not breathe. Like it's honestly okay. I am sweating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do need more oxygen. Hee hee. Tee So do you think... Gosh, I can't even talk to you. You've never had painful sex. Well, you've had painful sex twice. twice. Do you think pain... Okay, my theory is that pain's normalized with women. And that we... Birth is excruciating, but people still keep having birth. It's like... In it really is normalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birth is normalized. <laughs> and also just painful, uncomfortable sex to the point where, like, I just think this idea of, like, pain and no consent is eroticized. I think when you watch yeah. porn, women, when I watch porn, women, oftentimes, I can't tell if consent was given and I can't tell if she's in pain like there was a point where there was sex I was watching where they were having sex pounding got crazy and crazy and you could literally hear it was so and we were far away hey we're like one and a half meters away and you could hear that and she eventually screamed for him to stop wait a minute what they were, they were having sex, sex. this is porn you were watching yeah why do you say we were 1.5 meters away oh the, the camera. camera sorry bitch <laughs> do you even watch porn you literally are such a novice <laughs> Yes, 1.5 meters away. Gifts don't have sound. So she screamed. She's like, stop. And he stopped. But I was like, before that, could you not tell by her body language, her back is as stiff as anything, as a plank? Like, the cameraman, you can see her facial expressions. Why have we normalized this, like, pained Mm. expression during sex? This loud clapping sound where it's fine for some women. Some women enjoy that. But honestly, you can read. And it's okay. Yes, women, we need to open our mouths and discuss this. And, and, um, yeah, give consent, take away consent, communicate what's painful. But men as well, I just feel like, and if any of you are listening, that's your duty too. 
you need to interrogate why you're comfortable having sex with someone who's in who is in pain. Mm. If that is your kink, okay, cool. Interrogate that further. Kinks are fine. It doesn't mean it's not problematic though. Mm. But if not, like that's on you too. She might have given consent, but she's in pain. And like, if she's not communicated that, consider it. Like I had sex once, 40 full minutes. I do this thing, which I've, I'm going to stop now, but I dissociate during sex because it's so painful. Mm. So dissociating from what I understand. Gee, really? Yeah. Should we Google it? Yeah. What am I Googling? <laughs> Are you in this room? Did you? Dissociation. <laughs> Quickly. I don't know how to. Because I'm not editing the space between you Googling. Okay. So type, hey? Type for okay, okay, your okay, life. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So dissociation um, is the disconnection and lack of continuity between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and identity. Boy, so basically I'm a yogi ma- at this at this a rate, what? a yogi master or like a, I just have so much discipline over my mind. I've been dissociating my whole life actually, like in class and stuff, but it's boring. So basically that's not dissociating, that's daydreaming. I, th- I honestly think it's a spectrum. I think it's the same thing. Is it not? Dissociating sounds like a coping mechanism. That does sound a little more But I guess you were coping. Lack of continuity. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I'm... Okay. Well, what I'll say is this is what I did. So I would just like be... Just be somewhere else. Like really try imagine myself floating over my body so that I wouldn't... It would just like numb. For real? Yeah. What the hell? Why did you why, why did you have sex? I just killed these people. I should have just bitten, Honestly. bitten their um esophagus. Hmm? I would have helped you bury the niggas. Why was I having sex if it was painful? But Nyak, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like I thought, how was I to know if I wasn't having these conversations that this is not what sex is like? If that's what I've learned is that sex is painful women. Yeah. Um being tight is hot. And but but the byproduct of being tight is it's painful as hell. So did you think, bitch? Like I'm obviously an A star catch tight ass vagina. <laughs> I mean, like did you I'm think a tight, that? Tight vagina. Like, good for them. Yeah. Like they are enjoying that kind of um, thing. Did I? It was something I had without working for, so it wasn't like particularly. I knew it was a. So it wasn't a point of pride. Not really. We're very different people. I'm proud about all sorts of Let things I don't think. work hard for. Men would compliment me. Are you serious? Oh, and say, fuck, you're so tight. They'd say really? things like that. Yeah. Um, Fucking assholes. And, and I should have been like, vaginismus, dali vaginismus. <laughs> um, so I had sex 40 minutes. It was excruciating. But there are two minutes. times I've had excruciating sex. Other times it's just painful, not excruciating. So excruciating meaning if I think of the pain I've experienced in my life between like up to when I fractured my foot, it's definitely around fractured foot. Like it was excruciating. Um, do you remember the time I called you and I was like nearly in tears? Like, I think I'm a lesbian in Uganda. Like I just had the most painful sex. I think I voice noted you. Oh, you baby. Yeah. I don't remember. horrendous. I don't remember you ever saying, I think I'm a lesbian. It was horrendous. Or maybe. And I was happy though. I was clarified. I was like, oh God, thank God. I think I'm a lesbian. Oh, maybe I I just shouldn't have penises. So, um... I really hope I wasn't. Was I encouraging? Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. Maybe that's why, like, it wasn't a big, like, oh my God, really? Yeah, maybe I didn't communicate that it was, like, traumatic. Yeah. Also, just um, the discomfort of stopping sex, just like also walking out of a date, like, the discomfort of being like, stop, remove yourself, Mm. go home. Mm. But I can do that now. I definitely have the energy to do that. But, um, so after this painful sex... The guy, towards the end of the sex, he's like, are you okay? And I was like, well, are you like finishing soon? I'm actually like dying. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. So he's like finished or whatever he did. And then later on, days later, he talked about, I think I'd asked him like, I'd forced him to reflect. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, no, definitely. I could definitely be softer. Like that was crazy. And I was like, oh, okay. So you knew I was in pain, but somehow that either aroused you or didn't bother you. So you had the presence of mind to know all that, but you didn't care. And I think this energy, um, not all people have this, but it is carried out in porn. We see that a lot of, yeah, pained women and we can't tell. It's confusing. In porn, we never see the point of consent, right? We never see them putting on a condom. We never see them discussing what they're going to do or consenting actively or enthusiastic Mm -hmm. consent. Or checking in. Or checking in, Mm -hmm. right? And then it's these power dynamics, stepdad fucks, barely legal stepdaughter it's all these power so already men and people us we're primed to understand that pain and lack of consent i.e rape um that's like kinky yeah and again it's not 
inherently a problem that you think that's kinky, but interrogate why. Mm. So for me, yeah, I am quite concerned with that, with how we have internalized pain and how a lot of us, um, pain and pleasure are, I know like physiologically they are like, not too far apart but i think as women or as people with vagina or anyone actually we need to think about that about why is something that might borderline abuse might in your context bring you pleasure Mm. what about abuse and being a victim um have you internalized like think about it fems maybe especially yeah damn that was a word but no i'm very much feel like i have having a year off and like really respecting myself and realizing how much i am to to hold accountable for those experiences has made me really like boss up and be like, no, Makunva, mm-hmm. you need to respect yourself, take yourself seriously, um, and like love yourself. And that looks like advocating for yourself before anyone else does. Mm. Good girl. Thank you. A word. <laughs> A word. Anything on your mind, darling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you said earlier about sex education. Yes, darling. Um, so you said that like you you definitely um were sexual from three. Or, or right? new, yeah. new, and then like from eight or nine for sure, like, you know, an understanding of your body. And I was um, researching the R word and I felt like about sex education in South Africa. Um, and there's a big hoo-ha because they're revamping the sexual education curriculum. Mm-hmm. And Good. it's going to start with 12 to 14 year olds. That's when they're going to start getting sex education. When does it usually like like older. Um, I think in my day, yeah, it was older. Older, like fifteen, sixteen. It was older. But having said that, you were ready to receive that education at eight. So, and I just think that they are two to four years behind everything with these things. Um, and then mm. you know, and now when I read through the topics that they want to introduce, um, it's things like. First of all, um, the general public is in an uproar because they say it's basically soft porn that we're teaching their kids now. Um, <laughs> I know. So uh, grade four, then they'll be they'll be asked to engage about um, in group discussions to identify each other's private parts. I don't know how that'll work out. Like, I don't know if they point and go, you're a boy, you have this. And whether they'll include, um, you know, the, the people on the spectrum as well. Like gender? Yeah. Identity, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, is it intersex? Yes. Yes, as well. Hopefully. Um, just so that kids can learn to be more accommodating and thoughtful and sensitive to each other. Um, and then grade five, um, apparently it's all this like, apparently, possibly they'll learn about lesbian relationships, which is a bit confusing to me because are they they already learning about, yeah, gay relationships? Well, apparently learn about lesbian. Oh, is this a, is this a site that say that's against it? No, this is a site. It's like a, it's, is it a, even a news site? It looks like it's a news site. So it's an article on a news site. Okay. okay. Um, and I think, I mean, it's all, it's all rumored because the curriculum hasn't come out yet. Although it definitely will come out. A revamped curriculum will come out next year. Um, that's grade five and grade six. Then they'll be asked to talk about their views on sexting topless photos. I mean, oh, I'm I so sorry. Is... Can we add numbers to this? What's grade four? How oh, old is that? Um, so grade four. When I was in grade four, I was, I was eight in grade four, actually. But I think now there'd be nine in grade four. Okay. So. If school starts, well, if school starts at six, then 10, sorry, there'd be 10. Okay. So let's just assume 10. Yeah. Nine or 10. So nine grade four 10. is 10. Yeah. Grade five, when it's lesbians, it's 11. Yeah. 10 grade slash 11. Grade six. Um, that's 12. Now they're asking about topless photos. They're talking about topless sexting. That's so stupid. But really, do you see how gendered that is? Topless? Is that the only way to take a nude? That's so true. It's All of this has been gendered. You're so right. <sighs> anyway. How, however, the fact that they're not talking about nudes and sharing mm. nudes and stuff already is a problem because kids have been doing that since. And then um, grade eight, that's the next, whatever, 12, 13. Um, then they'll be talking about, um, oh no, above that, 13, 14. Then they'll be talking about all forms of intercourse, including anal sex. Um, yeah, so. And grade eight, you said was how old? Grade eight was about, is 13, 14. Yeah. Oh, grade seven is going to be talking about masturbation. Oh, lovely. Okay. Fin- so finally. Hmm. When, honestly, your first, your first interaction with sex is masturbation, I think. Oh, like touching your kid, Yeah, touching heart, yourself, yeah. Curious. And I remember, like, n- feeling um, aroused by my clitoris, but not... Wow. Yeah, but this was now... 
getting late now, maybe 10, 11, but I didn't want to touch it with my own hands. And I remember being so disgusted with the idea of masturbation in high school. I think I tried once and oh then I God. vowed, and I, I don't know if I cried, but I vowed never to masturbate again. It oh, felt shame. dirty and sinful and all those things. Yeah. Oh, guys, guys. I also think guys talk about sex a lot more between them. Um, like young boys. Yeah, yeah. Because their world kind of revolves around They're encouraged. They're meant to run and women are meant to run away. Girls, little girls. That's You're supposed true. to run and grab girls and kiss them and all sorts. That's very true. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do you remember when there would always be... I actually remember now, like, kiddies... I don't know if I would do this. I just recall we'd laugh at other girls doing this, where they'd, like, go to the corner of their desks and, like, rub their vaginas. Oh, sweetie, no. And all shame. sorts of things. So we were we were ready... For war. Like, we were just ready to... <laughs> you know, we knew what that stuff was. I have a yeah. friend who was really young and used to have orgasms. This is under 10 years old. She realized when she'd pass by the water jet and it would hit yes. your vagina. It was like, oh, this is like, feels like a nice yeah. thing. Yeah. And so she'd have orgasms all the time. She'd just sit there. She'd post up. She'd set up camp and just enjoy herself. That's so cool. And I think... What... I used to I used to set up in the school gym. You know that machine where you... To work out your abs, like you rest on your elbows and you lift your legs. We rest on your elbows. Yeah, so it's a like a standing machine. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. You, right. so you hold yourself up. You by hold your yourself elbows. up by your elbows. And I discovered that when I was in high school, oh, and I you had an orgasm on that. Yeah, I remember doing because I remember doing all my my leg lifts, and all of a sudden, just when my legs were starting to get tired, I was starting to feel Son nice. Bitch, I did. you wrote it out. Listen, I think I got a cramp, and I said I'm staying here, and then my vision went blurry, and boom, oh, say oh. <laughs> Can I just, yeah, we actually need to do a PSA about that machine. Let's just quickly do it now. Oh, yes. But, it, like, it mustn't be removed from school gyms. Like, I just don't want the word to get out too far. Oh, yeah. I don't think teachers listen to this podcast. And even <laughs> if they do. So, they, okay, the machine, I'm gonna actually going to link a picture of it. Mm. You, It's the one where, yes, you use your forearms to hold yourself up. Then you step, you put your legs in the middle of the machine where it's empty. And then mm. you have to lift your knees. Yeah. To your, lift your knees parallel. Yeah. When you get to the point of exhaustion, something will start to happen. Yeah. Especially if you push down, you push your pelvis. It's kind of like you tuck it in, you press it against the the, the backboard. Yeah. Right? And you tense. When you start to get sore, your legs don't stop. Don't stop. I was in Virgin Active last <laughs> year and I was doing the leg raises. They were horrible. And I started to feel something. Mind you, I've never had a um, G-spot orgasm with somebody else before. Mm. I started to feel something. And I think it's because it, it, it is like activating the, the deep chain, mm. like the lowest chain of your abdominal muscles, which I think might line. I think that like lines your pussy and all sorts of things. Oh, I thought it was the friction of the fabric. Oh, no, darling. No, it's literally those deep ass wow. muscles. Um, and I remember coming... My eyes went squint hey, and blurry, hey, 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 and I hey. slid my like I I sunk into my my sockets and I just slid off the machine, <laughs> and I went for round two, round three, and yeah, I've never worked that hard in my life, literally. So everybody go. I think can men never never neglect your ab circuit. Never okay. neglect if you've got a or if you don't have a vagina, try it out. You that yeah, might work for who knows what know. that'll work for. Try it out and DM me. Let me know. Do you know why I think it doesn't work for men? Is because we've never heard of it before. Well, or penis see. holders, rather, yeah. Let's see. I don't know. I've never even Googled that. I and I've never, don't... me, I've never heard of anyone having an orgasm at the gym besides you and me. Are you serious? Like but when it... I came and told you, is when you're like, oh yeah, me too. I've never heard. So if you have had an orgasm at the gym, please let us know what. Um, please let us know what equipment. Like please, please, yeah, please. Yeah, there's other equipment that we're neglecting. Yeah, you know the bench press. Could oh it... gosh, and I, I want to get a membership just to do that again. It was. <sighs> Mukundu, I tell Sensational. you. Sensational. I used to run around. Then, this is now when I'm like a young working professional. I went to every like angle in my kitchen, my house, trying to balance myself on couches. You're joking. I was trying to recreate that, that position. <laughs> Nigga, I was trying. Chairs, anything. You are such a joker. They can balance me in between two things. Oh, another thing. L-sets. If you do CrossFit, yeah. you can do it with two boxes. Oh. So those L-sets they make you do. Yeah. Um, I can't do a full L. Well, but you can get somebody to hold your legs up with a band or just oh. do like as if you're sitting on a chair, have your legs bent at 90 degrees. Hold that long enough, darling, especially the L because that activates the very lowest, um, like your last yes. bit of your abdominal muscles. My friend. That's true because even on that machine, I used to, I knew that I couldn't just do knee raises. I had to do the feet coming up. Okay. Then I would get it there. It really gets you, hey? Shit. Else, else it's darling. Mm, okay. So we need, you need someone to hold you up a little. Yeah. 
Okay. And funny, the only time I've had, I was about to have a G-spot orgasm was I was having sex with someone and we had just argued and I was like crying. But then I was like, wait, but let me suck your finger real quick. And then I got turned on so quickly and he did too. And then we started having sex and within the, like the third, so I know, within the fourth, <laughs> the fourth thrust, I was like, fuck, I need to pee. I need to pee. Um, and I threw him off because I needed to pee. But the idea of like the first time I I wasn't, the sex wasn't planned. Um, I was like in a, when I say deeply emotional state, I was sad, but it was more of, I was consumed by what I was feeling. Mm. I had tunnel vision and it was just like off the cuff suddenly. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, those are the conditions. So I need to stop. I've always had planned sex. Like I always know I'm going to go have sex. So I prepare, mm. but this time there was no preparation. And I really want to try unprepared sex. Have mm. you had unprepared sex? Actually, probably not. Mm. answering for you but <laughs> like unprepared hey mm. no because you go to someone's house like you prepare yeah no i've never had unprepared i'd love unprepared where you just so i know someone who has unprepared sex but he's having sex with his friends so you like go over um to like hang out with them and then they'll just have sex and like that openness and there are people who do that who just honestly are so open to have sex with honestly mm. anybody like they'll okay. be at in a shop, in the back office, getting a refund. And then if they get a certain look or if the vibe's right, they will literally just have sex in that office with that person. What a lifestyle. What a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you aspire? I do. Maybe. I don't know if I'd do that here. I feel like is a particularly horny country, hey? Like, I feel like but, people are very horny here. Yeah, but it, that's the thing. It's interlaced with violence as well, like... I mean, oh, do I you just, reckon? Well, I just... I can't see, like, a South African man the minute he knows that I'm sexually interested in him i can't see like for him i just think it's green lights all the way mm-hmm. i, I hear know. that i hear that so it's like not as a safe you don't feel like it's a no. safe space to yeah have sex and so even with the, like, the south african men that i've been with like i just knew i was i would only go in there when it's all green lights for me like mm. yeah we should do an episode on this so i just should just to add some context so essay the um femicide mm. is one of the world's highest Woman gets raped every couple of hours. Four hours. Thank you. So that might sound like we're, mm. that we're singling um, South African men out. But this is there is a fear and a paranoia South African women or women who live in SA feel. Mm. Um, and it is justified. So that might sound like, okay, well, why single them out? But it is, it's real and it's serious. If people are getting raped every four hours, there is cause for concern. Mm. And it is a generalization, but it is not unfounded. Yeah. Um, we don't have the luxury of being not all men here. Really. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, it's, um, it's tricky. It's tricky and it's sad. Mm. Yeah, so circling back to sex education, um, yeah, for kids. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, it didn't feel gender inclusive. I think they tried. I think the people who are making these programs are trying as hard as they can. Mm. And they're 55-year-olds. And so, like, the trans experience, intersex, um, people on that, the, the kind of genderqueer spectrum mm. won't be included. And that's unfortunate, especially, like, the nudes, the idea of, like, I'm concerned with the idea of like taking topless photos because it again over-sexualizes women and makes it seem like it's our problem. Mm. Women are taking nudes, so let's just teach about it, all right? Mm. If you receive a nude from a girl, what do you do? It's like, that's not actually it. If anything, we're getting unsolicited uh, pictures of your penis. That's right. But that's not discussed. We're again blaming, putting the blame on women. And it's this thing of um, women are men's stumbling blocks, so let's like educate and protect Mm. against that. And that's what that feels like. I hope that's not the case, but that's what it's feeling like. Um, I also think there's age appropriate sex education. So when I was three, I didn't want my mom to sit me down and be like, okay, sis, this is a bukkake. This is a DP. What the fuck are those things? (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? What language is this? (laughs) Darling. (laughs) Leave me and my gifts. Leave us. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so it's like age appropriate would be like, okay, let's not call your vagina a cookie. Let's not create Mm. shame around words. That is a vagina. Mm. These are the people who can touch you there. Yourself. Mm. Um, this is how you, if you want to touch yourself, wash your hands first, do clean hands. If something feels nice, that's okay. Mm. Um, if anyone else touches you, you can let me know and we'll discuss that. Or do you know what I mean? So yeah. that there's conversation around that. Yeah. Um, like, I just think, yeah, age appropriate sex ed is really important and not codifying genitals for anyone. Yeah. Consent as well can be taught at a young age. Like I have um, a friend who has a baby sister and 
they'd always ask for consent before hugging her. Mm. And I always thought that was crazy. Like, oh gosh, you Brits, like really? What is this about? Like kids are meant to be grabbed and hugged and squished. And um, mind you, there, I mean, there is a climate of like fear around parents of kiddies in England. And I, I was told that it was because of, there was, I think it's, he's called Jimmy Savile. There was a mm. big scandal about a really mm. big TV presenter or TV persona mm. was molesting children. So I do think there's a bit of a strangeness around kiddies. Like if you wave at, in the bus, their parents pull them closer. It's like a weird thing. However, the 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 lesson of consent, I'd never thought about that. Like, mm. wow, there's some uncles I'd never wanted to hug. And yeah. like, I had to still. Yeah. There's that aunt who I thought was a bitch. And yeah. I have to still hug her. And like, I would have Actually, loved to have the option. You're so right. You're so right. And it's that same, you asked me about a cousin of ours that I really detest. That's actually exactly why. I just always felt mm. he was over-sexual and I had no choice but to hug him, but to smile in photos with him while he's holding my waist oh, or his gosh. arm is around my shoulders, yeah. touching my boob lightly. Like, oh, nothing Jesus. I could do about it. Do you feel, is that happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened and I would just like pu- I pull away after the photo. But that's why I stay away. Should we poison him, darling? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Let's grind up some apricot seeds. I'm sorry. That's that simple. You can smuggle apricot seeds. Oh, that's disgusting, man. Mm. Uncles are... Uncles... Should men be allowed to be uncles? No. I think they should ride out. The minute they become an uncle, they should be sent to the slaughterhouse. (laughs) And we should use them for parts. I'm not even joking, but I think men should go... They should be reared to give sperm and only the one and they have to pass all these tests <laughs> from intellectual emotional creative and everything so we can categorize them and then we can go shopping we can go into the mall and go to the artistic bar and decide which sperm we want and then oh that's interesting yeah they're just they're so stressful um yeah, man. this whole episode has been discussing sexual slavery honestly <laughs> wait are we on what? this different <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry that happened. Thank you. That's a very common experience for yeah. loads of people. Mm. Gosh. Um, but otherwise, I think, look, the sex ed, it's a good initiative. Mm. I just think um, in the context of essay, let's just see how that works. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. And it, it's very lacking. But even in this lacking way, it's more than what already exists. So I think... Baby steps, eh? Yeah, baby steps. I just hope the next step isn't too far away. I think our generation of raising kiddies, like as long as we're not, as long as we haven't internalized um, the nonsense, the fluff around religion that was like, Mm. like not actual religion, Mm. um, I think we'll be fine. We'll be good parents. Mm. But if we internalize that stuff of purity and virginity Mm. and a woman's worth, then you're, it's over. Yeah. On that positive note. On that positive note, uh, all the links for all the resources we've used for this episode are in the description box. They are support groups for people with vaginismus. Mm. Really cool ones. I haven't checked them out, but I've, I've listened to podcasts about them. Um, there's help if you feel like you're on the spectrum of vaginismus, if you feel like you might have a pelvic floor disorder mm. or just have discomfort during sex, um, like you can't achieve tunnel vision, etc. Yeah. Just check out this stuff. You don't, you know, you don't, don't have to self you don't have to self-diagnose, but let's take our pleasure seriously and our pain seriously yeah, and yeah. look into it because no one else is going to do that for us. Yes, ma'am. And join our Facebook group. We'll have a discussion about this episode in there. Including if you disagree with the way Mukunda pronounces vaginismus. Yes, if it's vaginismus or vaginismus. And finally, if you have been having orgasms at the gym, please, Ooh, this is very serious, please girl. let us know either in the Facebook group or DM because this is important. It's very important. Yeah. Especially if there are more ways than what we than have mentioned. One, please. 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 Do it for the children. Thank you. Bye. Bye.